Hi, it's Jordan Stolper, CEO of StoryDesk. You're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp, the App Guy, and I am thrilled to be able to bring you the best talent, the best guests, the best founders, authors, and uh, entrepreneurs from around the world. And uh, today, I've really got someone special lined up. I think it's going to be a terrific episode, so I hope you can stay tuned and listen to uh, Norman Ortiz, Norman Ortiz, and he is the CEO and founder of iGenApps. Now, you need to go and check out iGenApps. Uh, they're doing some absolutely awesome stuff. Uh, Norman, I want to welcome you to the App Guy podcast. Hi, Paul. Hey, and Thank it, you. Hey, I'm so thrilled you could be on the show. Thanks for taking the time. I know this is our second go, so uh, <laughs> because the technology <laughs> let us down the first time. So you are uh, doubly um, th- thankful. I'm, I'm doubly thankful. And could you um, perhaps just in a few minutes tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got involved with iGenApps and what, what iGenApps is? Yeah, um, I am an industrial engineer and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not actually a programmer, um, but I have been doing some programming ever since I came out from college. And uh, I have been fascinated with mobile technology ever since uh, before iPhones came out. Um, so um, when, I, when I started to see that the smartphones were becoming more useful and uh, I was depending a lot of the, uh, to, to, on, on smartphone devices, uh, I was uh, amazed on how powerful that, that the, these devices were. And something came to my mind that there wasn't any need anymore for uh, for a computer to do most of the things that we currently do, right? Most of the people were using smartphones and tablets to chat, to view Facebook, to send emails, to uh, use even uh, word processors, uh, spreadsheets, PowerPoint, and, and things like that. So uh, there was uh, something that, uh, that I wanted to do for my clients at the time, back in 2010, to have a way of creating mobile apps for them. But I couldn't find anything uh, at the time that was easy and friendly for me to, to create fast and, and multiple uh, apps uh, for the same kind of clients um, without having to learn different kind of languages and making it uh, for multi-platforms like, like iOS and Android. Um, so I, I started to do some research and I, I couldn't find anything good that, if, that could fit my, my needs at the time. And I decided to do something uh, on my own. And that's how our products start. I am so amazed. I mean, you know, on my website, I boast about, and I've done this in the podcast before, that I have created something like 80 apps um, and um, most of them have made it into the app store, but not all of them. And I thought that was a big number until I actually visited your website and you're partly responsible for uh, thousands and thousands of apps. How many of you actually help create now with iGen apps? Uh, we're currently around 40,000 and that's only this year. 
<laughs> so you're making my uh, 80s sound really insignificant. <laughs> that is an amazing uh, legacy to leave the world. You know, the fact that you've um, created software that has helped created uh, all those apps. So that uh, I'm really excited because a lot of people listening to this show have been trying to work um, part-time uh, on learning Objective-C or the languages for developing native apps. I would love to know, you know, how we could streamline that using your process by actually building apps on your pl platform and avoiding the need of heavy coding and just literally using it. So how does it work in, in practice? Yeah. Well, um, our our platform is mainly driven for um, non-developers, people that have no uh, programming skills and they are not planning on becoming a developer um, because it's, it's more focusing on uh, providing content, right? It's not for the average programmer, um, but anyone can use it, right? Um, if, uh, if someone that knows a little bit of code wants to enhance what the outcome of our product is, they're welcome to. I mean, we produce uh, HTML5 content that looks and feels like a native app, depending on what device uh, the end user is viewing it. So uh, and a, a programmer can easily uh, use our code and then enhance it and, and modify it to make it better or, or add some other features that they might want to. Uh, and even wrap it up and make it a native app to submit it to the App Store or Google Play if they want to. So, uh, yeah, that's this is just fascinating because I'm getting really excited the fact that I could use your platform to build apps seamlessly without having to build a native app and go all into the code. But I could actually just bring together the perhaps foundations of an app and then add to it um, through the code itself. So I've done that before, Norman. Have you heard of a service called Seattle Clouds? Yeah, actually, those were one of the first ones that I came uh, across um, back in 2011, I think. Um, and they they were pretty good at the time, yeah. Yeah, so um, I started like playing around with um, some of their apps, and uh, I just had, I guess, a, a, a poor experience of it because um, the apps that I was playing with, uh, a lot of them crashed and had were quite buggy at the time. How have you overcome the technology? Uh, because I can imagine like it's really hard to uh, try and compete with what is a native app. And uh, how have you overcome some of those technology hurdles and, and to make the, the apps really solid and stable on a native platform? Well, that was part of our research initially, um, trying to find the best suitable technology and uh, using the latest um, uh, and most robust uh, framework in HTML5. Um, we initially started using Sencha at the time when we started, uh, but Sencha was a little bit complicated. It was more JavaScript than, than HTML. And uh, we, we were having some issues with the licensing uh, that we couldn't overcome. And uh, then we, we switched to use uh, using uh, Kendo. Uh, and that's what we are currently using, Kendo UI. And that, 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 that gave us the ability to, um, to be able to provide a very robust framework uh, to our, our apps that we create. Uh, and that way, um, people get a better, a better experience and, and we can leverage the, 
the benefits of um, stability, quality, and all that kind kind of things that that the Telerik or Kendo UI platform offers. Well, this is great because I'm learning a lot here. And uh, so, in essence, are you saying that I can go onto your website, use HTML5, basically be a non-developer, not know any code, not know any Objective-C, JavaScript, or any of the languages, but I can go on and drag, drop, uh, manipulate the screen so it's pr- producing an app that I'm, um, I-, I like the look of, and then it compiles to... Uh, what a native app and and then i submit that into apple onto the app store is, is that the process it compiles uh, an html uh, application that will at the end it will look and feel like a native app uh, and depends on the, the device that you open the app or the link it will show you the app in a in a way that it will look and resembles a native app depending on the device so if you open the app on the an android it will look and feel like an android native app and if you open it on the iOS devices, you will look and feel like an iOS device. Oh, I see. On- okay. This is great then because um, one of my biggest headaches is getting through the Apple review process. And uh, I guess it's opening up that debate, uh, which is still ongoing, is um, it better to be a native app, which is an app that is downloaded uh, through the App Store, or a HTML5 app, a web app, uh, that is uh, through a browser. And then I guess you can add the icon onto your home screen um, with a few clicks, and then it feels and, and, and actually uh, works just like a almost like a native app would would work. Um, so, exactly. Yeah. What sort of um, I guess what what uh, have you got any help and guidance to to show us and prove that HTML5 is actually be, becoming more popular and a, a better way of uh, of having uh, web apps than the native apps. Well, the, the native, I mean, the um, the HTML5 is, is also uh, capable of providing offline capabilities, uh, offering GPS functionality, and and it keeps adding uh, features uh, as, as the time comes. So I think the HTML5 will keep on building blocks and keep adding uh, the future of what it could become the 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 the, the platform for all, all the devices. Um, even Firefox uh, OS is is using only web applications for their operating system, so that that is how powerful it could be, it could become. Yeah, and uh, it's just great to know that because um, you know as app developers, uh, a lot of the challenges that we have is just being discovered in the app store, and you know we get our apps into the app store and they just lie there sometimes, um, you know, not being discovered, and uh, then we have to pay money to to market them. So we could avoid that by uh, actually using web apps and uh, then promoting the links uh, through you know, paid search or any of the other marketing strategies. So it's phenomenal. And I think, do you, do you feel that in, in your belief um, that uh, I guess HTML5 will win or, or I guess these will live native and, and web apps will live in side by side going forward and will just, it'll just give, keep giving us a choice between the two? I think they could they could uh, they could still live together uh, for for quite some time because um, for for instance gaming is still so some something that still needs some different kind of um, technology and features that most most of the time is better using native technology 
um, and also some other features like having capability of accessing the Bluetooth or some other some of the devices that are building on the on the phone or the tablets. Um, so for now, I think both will keep being there. Uh, but for most of the apps that are content driven, um, like for for businesses or um, professional services or events, things like that, um, a, a web app can can perfectly fit that need. So I just want to thank you, Norman, for helping uh, you know this whole listener base, my apps to tribe. Anyone listening who is an, an app developer or doesn't even have to know a piece of code, you've just given us the opportunity to build web apps and either you know sell those on to clients uh, or to you know build them for um, as an additional add-on service and we can do that using your platform so it's just it's wonderful that you've given us that option and uh, uh, I, I guess um you know the other advantage with a web app is you avoid the um, 30% that you have to give to Apple for any purchases within the uh, web app or any uh, in-app purchases. Is that, that's, that's fair, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, so w- tell us about some of your exciting apps that people have built. Well, what have they done? You know, how have they used your platform? Maybe we could um, have one or two uh, examples where we can go and check those out. Um, we have seen apps that are uh, about yoga classes. Um, we have seen apps that are about um, mechanics in Germany. Uh, we have seen apps from Lisbon, Portugal, uh, about education. Um, I mean, there are apps around about anything worldwide. Uh, there is also apps about um, singers uh, promoting themselves with videos um, to show how they sing. Um, all sorts of apps we have seen. That's incredible. Absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, the apps, uh, do they have uh, back-end functionality with a server? So, for example, could we uh, add on, I guess, all the features like we would normally do on a a website, such as uh, logging in with Facebook or Google Plus or, you know, creating an account, uh, having some back-end data uh, populate the app. Uh, and uh, then do you, does the web app have the ability to uh, use some of the functions of the phone, like the uh, GPS and, uh, yeah. Oh, look, there we go. <laughs> that's that's your, because uh, you're doing this Skype on, on your actual phone, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. That's a, isn't that incredible? Amazing. Yeah. Uh, we can't live without them anymore. Uh, you know, Norman, <laughs> whereabouts are you? Where Whereabouts are you based? I'm Puerto Rico. In the App Guy podcast, we love uh, asking about apps, discovering about new apps. You are a big fan of uh, smartphones. You sound like you've got a lot of apps to share with us. Perhaps you can tell us about one or two apps that we may not have heard of that could actually uh, really help us with our business or personal lives. Well, I I always try out and and I like a lot of uh, utility apps uh, or productivity apps, I should say. Um, one of them that I tend to use a lot is Tempo, which is a calendar app, um, and also Accompli, and that it Accompli was created by someone in Puerto Rico as well. Um, it's like an Outlook uh, kind of app, which allows you to have your calendar, your contacts, your phone, um, 
and everything is 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 all in your just one single app rather than having multiple apps uh, and also your mail um, right so this that's tempo tempo is um, what did you say that was a calendar app yeah tempo is the calendar app and then accompli is uh, is a combination of calendar contacts and an email so you can also have file sharing included in the same app wonderful that's excellent so uh, lots of uh, apps for us to choose from norman uh, the other thing that we like to do because the apps to tribe listening to this we love to create apps and uh, love app ideas uh, you are responsible for bringing the world forty thousand plus apps uh, web apps uh, that uh, just range from yoga to singing to lots of different things. Do you have um, an app idea that you could share with us? Um. If not, don't worry. We have another way of getting uh, fleshing out an app idea. But uh, I just ask straight up whether you have uh, an app idea, uh, you know, something that we could go ahead and build right now. I I used to have one app idea, but I think, Google is already doing that, and Apple as well. Uh, the idea <laughs> that I had tough competition. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that I had at, at a time was to use the smartphones um, GPS to be uh, transmitting constantly the positioning of the devices in order to know the traffic, and that way we could better know wh- wh- when, uh, at what speed are we moving, and and where is that, where is traffic or where is that much traffic right because right now you can only see traffic at the highways but not at the rural areas and the streets smaller streets but since there is a lot of people now with android devices and ios devices if all the people have the gps on or most of the people have the gps on and they are moving at the same speed you can with an algorithm you can probably know what is the average speed of all those devices and know if there is traffic or not. That sounds like an app worth building because I use uh, Waze or Waz, W-A-Z-E. I think they were acquired by Google and uh, it involves, um, I guess you have to uh, put a lot of your the information in yourself. So, uh, you know, if you see an accident or if you're in standstill traffic, you have to press a couple of buttons. Uh, and it only sent, tends to be uh, larger cities, towns that, you know, seems to be the, um, the, the map app seems to work. So you're right. You know, if, if everyone did this automatically without even like lifting a button, then uh, that would be great. Yeah. And Norman, I've often thought, actually, as a podcaster, I would love to be able to uh, target some of these uh, apps that are being used for traffic and advertise my podcast because I think one of the biggest um, opportunities for podcasting is in uh, the commutes and a lot of people commuting to and from work, you know, and still listening to old fashioned radio or music. And they could be listening to a podcast and especially that a lot of new cars are getting the, uh, the integration in with um, Android or iOS. And I want to try and find those people and I want to try and advertise to those people. So a traffic app, you've just given me an idea, a traffic app. If I could put a little add-on or some somehow, you know, some kind of voice app, voice ad, uh, into in, in built into that, then that would be great. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There's another idea. Um, have a traffic app, but then it plays voice 
adverts rather than just banner ads. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I don't think I've come across any app that uh, has a uh, has a spoken advert. Uh, they're all just little clickable ads. But I mean, you know, actually, uh, there you go. You give me a wonderful idea, and uh, obviously shared that with the rest of the uh, Appster tribe listening. So <laughs> thank you very much, Norman. Um, You're welcome. Okay, so we're wrapping this up, and we're getting towards the end of the podcast. Uh, what I would like to know from you is as an entrepreneur, as uh, someone living in Puerto Rico and, uh, you know, just can you get, have you got any um, final thoughts uh, that you could share with us? Anything that would help us think about being uh, entrepreneurs ourselves? Um, I would say that, that being persistent and continue your passion um, is the most important driven uh, driver, I should say, uh, as an entrepreneur. Um, being persistent and, and, and continue your dream uh, and look for those things that can help others uh, and be able to find that, that, that niche that people are willing to pay for that kind of service, right? That is it. So follow your passion. And, you know, your passion is smartphones. And because you're following your passion, you've ultimately ended up with users creating thousands and thousands and thousands of apps. And it's just uh, it's such an inspiration to me, Norman, to know that, that you've bought the world this and it was fr just from an idea. So uh, I am inspired. I know that the rest of my uh, listeners are going to be inspired, too. How best can we reach out and connect with you? Um, you can write me to my email, uh, norman at igenapps.com. And also through, um, we have a Skype, uh, igenapps is our Skype ID. Wonderful. Great. Well, I'm glad that our internet connection lasted and uh, it's been a thrilling episode. Uh, I'm going to go and play with your platform right now, go across to igenapps. And uh, I'm just... Uh, so thrilled you could join us on the show and uh, part some of your wisdom and uh, and it'd be interesting to see how it goes and uh, when you reach your 100,000 apps uh, please do get back in touch we'd love to have you back on great that would be great and when I reach my 100 apps which is nowhere near <laughs> <laughs> Norman nice to meet you thanks so much for coming on the show thank you Paul Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast. <laughs>